Hello and welcome to this episode of Power Up Your Business Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Jones. This episode is brought to you by Q Performance, my business. We coach, mentor, and assist trading business owners how to earn more money, i.e. take-home money, how to work less, so more time for themselves, and ultimately, how to build a lifestyle of choice for themselves and their family. In this episode, I speak with Byron O'Reilly, owner and operator of Premier Gas and Plumbing, based in Adelaide. Byron's been operating for near on three years, focusing on real estate maintenance. In the early days, you'll hear Byron Cherry's story, where it's a common story, where he was saying yes to all jobs. He was busy all the time. He was totally unprepared for all the tasks required to run the business, such as invoicing, following up payments, getting all the compliance in. It was tough. Hear how Byron done a great job and really this is a testament to Byron how he realised and put his hand up that he needed support. He needed administration support. He couldn't do it alone. And Byron really acknowledged that this admin role was critical for his future success to ensure that he could build a sustainable business, i.e. a business that didn't have to rely on him to survive 24-7, i.e. a business that didn't suck the life out of him. Byron really wanted to build a business that provided that lifestyle of choice so he could be there with his young family. He could be there to, to exercise and have a quality of life. It wasn't all about business, business, business. Now, Byron set up this role really in terms of detail. He left nothing to chance. Really hear how he ensured that the admin person that come into the role was set up for success, a really key thing. He really set this new team member up for success. And ultimately, in terms of where he is now, which Byron will go into, but really hear how now that his revenue, because he can actually focus on building his team, focus on his A-class customers, rather than having to worry about all the tasks, he's actually increased his revenue by 40%. He's now pushing well over a seven-figure business and all within three years. But more importantly, his operating profit has increased by 165%. So, Business has gone up, but more importantly, he's more efficient. He's dealing with better clients and his team, more importantly, are operating at a higher level. So this is a great episode, everyone. Really enjoy this. Great story for Byron O'Reilly. Cheers, everyone. You're here to change your life. Because there's too much on the line. You're sacrificing shitload now and your family need to benefit. You've got to make learning passion for yourself. The clicker for me come to realise that, hey, I've got to get better at business. So welcome, Boren, to Power Up Your Business Podcast, mate. Great to have you on board. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me, mate. Well, I'm definitely keen to, to hear your story. And it's been a short story in relative terms for from a business owner perspective, owning your own operation. Because again, kicking off Premier Gas and Plumbing in Adelaide in the early 2019. Yeah, yep, beginning of 2019. And prior to that, you've been, you know, obviously working as a tradesman, and I think had a couple of other little sort of businesses. But in terms of the the current operation, fully fledged operating, yeah, for now, better part of two and a half years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was in another business before, so um, yeah, just branched out, got out my own, and yeah, started at the beginning of 2019, and. Yeah, it's been a journey ever since. And again, for our listeners out there and the bulk of our listeners who 
are business owners and they they understand the the highs and lows of operating a business. How was the first, say, three months, six months, twelve months on your journey when you fully immersed yourself into to operating a business? How did that look like? Yeah, it was uh, full on from the start. Um, I started with myself and two other guys, two employees straight away. So um, we sort of had a bit of work and we jumped straight in and it was just head down and go for it, which, yeah, sort of took its toll after a little while, like sort of got on top of me. Yeah, it was good. We had plenty of work, but didn't really have any processes in place. And so I quickly found that out. And Cordy, that, that initial trap where you try to say yes to everyone, right? You try every customer you think is hey, look, I'm going to do work for these sort of clients. You've got to say yes to them. Your feeling of saying yes and thinking that if you please them, then it's going to help you. But how did it find when you were saying yes to everyone? How did that look like in terms of your lifestyle and hours working? Yeah, spot on. Like at the beginning, you just say yes. You take everything on board. And yeah, then, you know, you you sort of work out that you can't be, you know, in three different places at once and, and do everything. So yeah, family life struggled and social life struggled definitely in the first year um you sort of think oh you know i'll I'll put in and do the hard yards now and it gets better but if you don't sort of plan and and set up the right way you do come unstuck so i like that yeah in terms of what how you frame that i'll just work hard now for the first six months and 12 months then everything will everything will be fine but it never is right unless you make that the change yeah coming back to how how the pressure because at the same time you had the young yeah firstborn first child yeah so i had a a a one-year-old Obviously, my wife was taking care of that and she was going back to work too. So it was hard, like, you know, wearing, you know, a lot of different hats, trying to be, you know, a good dad and, and a husband and a business owner and um, employ a couple of staff and make sure that they're, you know, okay and looked after as well. So um, plus you're trying to get all, all, you know, work on the tools and trying to be the, the bookkeeper, the admin, the everything. Candlestick maker, doing everything. Yep. yep. And there are all those things, right? Like when you start, they're unforeseen that you need to get a handle on those because that yeah. you just generally think I'm good on the tools. I'll start my business, and that can be any trade is the same. I'm good on the tools. Hey, I've got a good customer base. I know my technically I'm good. I'll just start a business. But yeah, it's all right. those under underlying business systems, processes, and tasks and responsibilities and compliance that you're unaware of that sucks up all your time. Hundred percent, yeah, and, and you only find out the hard way, or most people sort of do uh, until they jump in and start doing it. Now, for you, one of the key things which is unique in your story, which I'll give you credit for, is that you tapped us on the shoulder and you approached myself and Q Performance to give you some assistance in in business from an early stage. Now, a lot of people in our community that they'll see us. You know, five years before they jump on board or some 10 years before they make a change, but you jumped on board pretty early. When you first saw us, was it in 2019 you uh, attended one of our training sessions? Was it 2019, 2018? Yeah, it was 2019. Um, I think it would have been just after the new financial year uh, yep. started. Yeah, went to a training session. I recognised pretty quickly, like, this is pretty good and I want to, you know, you can help me. What you were saying was the trading mindset syndrome is what you were talking about heavily and um, I took the book and, and read your book uh, from that and, yeah, definitely felt what you were saying was happening to me. So definitely wanted to get on board and see where it could go. So that resonated like in terms of that, the same story and especially around that trading mindset where it's saying yes to everyone, being busy all the time. And really you were getting into that stage where the business was starting to run your life essentially. You become enslaved to the business. 
but again, this is what I said, like really credit to you from an early stage to say, you know what, I need hand because I can't keep going because you could have easily be sitting here now three years in in the same position with a lot more grey hairs. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I, I reckon if uh, yeah we didn't go down this path together, um, yeah, I don't know where I would would have been. Like, yeah, work was definitely consuming me, and you know, like our first meeting, our first conversation that we had was in in the garage in my house. Like that's where I was working from. So yeah, at the time, and yeah, that was full on. Because I want to jump to yeah where you are now and and the great progression you've made. So one of the key things, first big step you made from getting out of that trading mindset to really start to build that business that serves you, which is where you're on now and on a, on a fast track to really building a sustainable business that you know, can deliver that lifestyle of choice, was jumping on our program about the you know, late 2019 around there. One of the key things that we obviously required early was processes, as you alluded to, making sure that how can we make get the business that it can run without you? And for the listeners out there, what we try and say for all business owners, how can you actually sack yourself from all these tasks? Okay, you, you basically want to make yourself redundant from all these tasks where, you know, in the early days, Byron and Craig, you had to be across invoicing, answering the phone, every call, all the scheduling, all the accounts, all the payables, agree? Yeah, yeah, I was doing all of that. So and it was very difficult. Yeah, I think you, you want to reinvent yourself each time. I think mm. that's what you sort of want to look to do. And that's what you taught you guys have taught me to do. So and it's good. I like the way that you frame that there, that, that reinvention, because you do as a business owner, you've got to reinvent yourself and you've got to, and this is where a lot of business owners struggle with, they struggle to actually stand back and let other people in. Yeah. Because I'm a control freak, right? I've got to do it all. I don't trust anyone. And I'm the only one that knows all this. It's like blah, blah, blah. You heard it all before. But again, yep. it's great that you realized early on that you can't keep doing what you're doing. And again, making yourself redundant and allowing other people to come on board. And that's really led us to where we are now and a great position where you've got great admin support. And that's where I want to really frame for everyone, uh, our listeners, is that you need that good lieutenant or that good admin support to help drive the office. Now, this is probably, you know, it was close to about 12 months ago now where we really identified that we needed that admin support, that admin manager. Essentially, it was about 12 months ago, agree? Yeah, it was. It was about this time last year when we started really talking about it and sort of putting some feelers out, starting to network and look look for someone. Yeah. And talk about some of the key processes we did there. Now, it's not about, and we always talk about hire, slow, fire, fast. So it's not about, I need someone. So you just get someone who th- appears fits the bill and you get them into the, into the chair uh, and start to work away. What you did, which is really good, again, that hire, slow, mentality where making sure we get the right the function role very clear in terms of the responsibilities the tasks the kpis and also the type of person that we needed in that chair what was it how did you go going through that process when you're really trying to define that role and making sure you've identified all the clear tasks so when the person starts there's clear expectations that's right that's where we started so you know you and i had a chat and we and we sort of set out the function role and and what we needed someone to sit in that chair to do as an admin staff. And once we sort of defined what we needed, then, you know, we then set out a checklist as well for onboarding and what we're going to do once we found someone to start. Um, and then we, yeah, started talking to uh, some potential candidates and sort of see how they fit. And yeah, that's sort of the way we worked. I mean, we, we started this time last year and yeah, Audrey didn't start till I think the end of January. 
yeah, February. early February. Yeah, February. Yep. So, so we did put in the time and make sure that we, you know, she was suitable. We were going to work for her, and she was going to work for us here. So, yeah, I think that's a good point for everyone to take on board. It was essentially a six-month process before we had someone in the chair. Again, coming back to that high slow mentality, and again, just sort of double back in terms of really clarify. And this is people to you know, make notes on this. Number one. Before you're high, you need very clear function role, or some people might call it a job description, where it very clearly identifies all the associated roles and responsibilities for that uh, new hire. Because on the back of that too, Byron, you know, with all those roles and responsibilities, you had to make sure that the, there were an associated process, you know, job management systems and all the processes uh, that were set up so that when the new person come on board, Audrey in this case, that she could grab the key straight away and run with those processes, agree? And how how did you have to go through, again, going through all these processes to ensure that all the IP and all the knowledge that you had could effectively be passed on and mentored with the new hire? Yeah, definitely. So that's one of the great things about setting up the function role is then you can break that down into how it looks uh, when someone was coming on board, when Audrey was coming on board, and you can break it down into the small steps that's needed. Um, to set up like, you know, service mate and zero and invoicing, you know, all the different tasks that were going to be expected. Um, you can really then break it down into what's needed and then set up a process, which is what we did. Yeah, we broke everything down and and made it easy. And, you know, at the same time, obviously, it was the first admin staff that, that I'd put on. So um, it's sort of, you know, there's a lot of information there that had to be conveyed, you know, from my head onto paper or onto a, a document so that it can be followed. So that was a lengthy process in itself. But once once it was done, yeah, it was great. Like, it was smooth. We are speaking with Byron O'Reilly from Premier Gas and Plumbing. If you'd like to learn how you can earn more with a lot less stress, please pick up a free copy of my book, Power Up Your Tradie Business, Only Pay for Shipping. Go to www.powerupyourbusiness.com.au forward slash book and enter the code podcast or lowercase well the key thing that we're talking about now is that you build an asset right you've got all this mumbo jumbo that was in your head it's now out on paper and the cool thing is because you're dictating the process is that an audrey is a great fit which is great but if audrey does leave or whatever happens in the future and audrey is obviously the great thing about audrey is that you know she's building on those processes as well which is great you're giving her the autonomy to really tighten those processes up is that if audrey leaves She's not going to leave with all the IP. And that's what often happens is you'll hire maybe even a good leading hand, you'll hire a good bookkeeper or admin person, but you haven't defined the roles and responsibilities. They just come in there and make them as they go. And often when they leave, they'll take all the, the IP with them and the processes with them because it hasn't been very clearly mapped out or implemented into the business. The great thing about it now is that forever and a day, we've got the base of that those processes. So it's really that asset. We're really building a, in, a, in a core asset. On that too, how important was it then with that function role, using that function role and clearly, which also spoke about the KPIs in there, how important was that when you were starting to recruit and interviewing potential candidates, You know, having that as a guide to very clearly state the expectations? How important was that to, to use that as a reference? Yeah, it was great because, you know, you sort of then have some questions to ask in your in your uh, interview stage, you know, um, you can ask sort of, you know, how does this fit for you? Do you know how to use this? Or, you know, so it'll weed out candidates that aren't going to be a good fit for your business. Um, 
you know, obviously you're looking for the what you need, which will be different to what another company might need. So if you have those clear defined function role, it really makes it a lot easier, you know, quicker to weed out the ones that aren't going to be suitable. And then the ones, you know, the ones that are, yeah, definitely makes it a lot easier. And also moving forward, like once you have that, like you said, it's an asset, so you can use it again and again once you need you need to. Yeah, and I, I like the way that it's about that weeding out and what we term that deselection process. Too often people in the recruitment process, you think it's about us selecting, you know, the employer selecting a team member. But what we want to do is, yeah, we want to make, because we're so clear in our expectations, we want to know that we've got, a, it's going to be a challenging role. Uh, there's K, KPIs to be met and you're going to be accountable. We essentially want potential candidates to deselect themselves and say, put their hand up from the get-go and say, it's too hard. And you just say, thank you. Thanks for letting me go now. Move on. Spot on, yeah, because you can lose a lot, a lot of time with that. So if someone can identify and say, oh, I'm not really going to fit in this business, in this role, then it's easier for you at the end of the day. Mm, that's right. Yeah. And we don't take it personally. You don't take it personally. Oh, they don't want to work for us. Think of it like, well done, we've done our job. And you know, we get a lot, number of people in our community, clients that get a little bit taken aback when people, they don't accept the offer of a, of a role. And I say, look, that's a great thing. It means that you've done your job well and you've made it really clear and they've deselected themselves. And we want to know that from the get-go before they start rather than six weeks in, six months in. Um, and, that, and that's a key thing. Again, where trading mindset, you sort of, you just, it's all about hiring, whereas business performance mindset, it's about deselecting uh, because we're playing a long game. And hence, this is why it took six months before we got someone in the chair. Now, how was it with and going through, and let's just talk about Audrey now. And, and so, Audrey, and it's great. Yeah, since February, just over six months in the role now and absolutely firing and, and really driving a lot of value and a lot of support for yourself. In that interview process, how much confidence did you give Audrey because you were so professional and so clear? What was Audrey's interpretation of, of you as a leader in the business because you were so, the expectations were very upfront? Yeah, uh, we, we did reflect on this, Audrey and I, together. And I think that was one of the things that she said made her feel comfortable in coming on board as well. She'd been at another, her previous employment, I think for like 15 years. So um, she'd been there for a very long time and she was very well regarded their previous employment. Um, but coming across, you know, to a business that had only been, you know, around just for two years, um, to have this this function role and and sort of the onboarding checklist and everything, all, all you know, the T's crossed and the I's dotted, really made her feel comfortable about making that step as well into leaving a business that she'd been in, involved with for 15 years. So, yeah, it really made, you know, us here come across professional and, and sort of give her confidence that when she comes, she's not just going to be thrown in a in a role that hasn't, you know, just been created and sort of work it out, you know, which is what, you know, I've definitely seen some people do, like I'll put an admin staff on and you just sort it out, but that wasn't going to happen here. Yeah. And you're spot on where for Audrey, it's a big step. It's a potential big risk going from a well-established business, like you say, to a business that's been running just on three years or even less than three years at the time. And it's just like, yeah, what am I going to be, getting myself into. Now, from my personal experience being in the corporate world, you know, working with big organisations, small organisations, the size of the business has got no guarantees about the quality of the systems and processes. You get a big organ. I've worked for big corporates and the systems and processes have been a basket case. Yeah. And, and this is where I want everyone from a listener perspective is let's just make it great in terms of your recruiting process. Build up what I call your employer branding. 
that, you know, when people sort of look at your business and your brand, it's not about the size, it's about the quality of your intent, you know, your intent in the processes, the, you know, the expectations and, and how you go about dealing, you know, with every communication and dialogue. Because from that first, inter- first impression that you've had with Audrey, you know, which has been a professional one, then we had to make sure that it was the same all the way through, agree? Yeah, yeah. And then I want to double back now. Now we've, again, for everyone, we've put the letter of offer out there. Audrey's accepted. Now, the big thing that then, and credit to Boren here too, Boren worked really hard on that induction checklist. So what, I want, what I'm talking to everyone out there listening is that what happens on that first day when Audrey comes in on that first day? Now, a lot of people, when a new hire comes in and especially an admin person, they come in and they'll get thrown in the chair and they go, look, there's my zero login, there's your service mate or Simpro or whatever it is and sort of go for your life, start scheduling, the phone's going to call, see you later. And that's pretty much what happens 95% of the time and it just rolls in and generally becomes a disaster. And most times uh, the employee's happy, the new team member's happy, the, uh, the business owner's not happy, no one's happy in the sense that no one's meeting expectations because there was not clarity around what am I supposed to do and what are the objectives of the business. Now, with this checklist, identifying, you know, making sure you go through the employment agreement, making sure you go through all the company handbook, you know, sign, review it, sign it, do explain it, you know, go through the setups of all the all the systems and processes, meet the team members. And this is all on a very clear checklist. So from the first day when Audrey starts, she's got a very clear, well, here's week one. This is what week one's going to entail. How important was that for you, mate, in terms of getting that set up and in your own mind, planning that week and then week two as well? So just that we sit the, hit the ground running. Yeah, that was that was great. Um, putting that effort in early to develop that checklist was probably the best thing that that I did. Well, you and I did. We did it together. And uh, yeah, really sort of I could see written down on paper how the first week would look. You know, Audrey could see how it would look, what we were going to do. And it really forces you to you know, put in the time and make sure that she's up to speed, she's comfortable, I'm comfortable. Obviously, we're going to be working together as a team. So that was, yeah, definitely probably one of the most important things was to set up that checklist uh, and have it have it right from the start. Um, yeah, just so you know, you know, everything's, not, there's no gray areas, I suppose. Mm. Um, that was the biggest thing, you know, having her come in and what is she going to do on, you know, the first day, the second day or the third day? Like, how does it look? Mm. Um, there was no gray areas there. Everything was black and white and just made it a lot easier. And the, the, the key thing here is we want to make sure that, you know, Audrey was supported, right? We wanted to make sure that she felt comfortable from the from the get-go. That's number one, she made the right choice. Mm. Uh, and she was ready to be, yeah, you know, commit to the, you know, really commit to the, the organisation and, and our goals. And I think... What that does too is, and this is where we talk about the higher slow. And would you agree? Because we had that clear checklist, and we had, you know, it was a it was a long checklist, right, of things that needed to be done. Is that would you agree that that forced you to get your shit together and make sure all these things were done? It's like, oh, okay, I got to get that. Oh, okay, I got to get that. Yeah, email addresses. Okay, yeah, logins. I oh, just all these little things that often, yeah, you know, a desk, a computer, all these little things that often get forgotten about. Yeah, all the small things, definitely. Yeah, all the small things that you can that you can just miss. Even such a thing like I, you know, one of the things I had on there was get a prepaid Visa card for a certain amount. So 
when Audrey come, she can sort of, you know, there were always a few things that, you know, she might needed to get, like, you know, for example, a keyboard that she liked, you know, mm. just those little things that really make her feel comfortable. I wouldn't have thought about that, you know, beforehand, you know, just really sort of have everything ready to go because she was coming into a business where I was, you know, obviously needed an admin staff. We were flat out, heaps of work, phone was ringing left, right and centre. You know, that could be pretty scary in that first week if you throw someone straight in the deep end, you know, think, oh, what am I doing here? Why am I here? So uh, really having that checklist kept kept the peace, kept everything calm, kept every, all the processes aligned. Yeah, really gave, you know, her support and and me confidence in in what we were doing. So. Yeah, and I think that's a key thing there. We're keeping it calm. It wasn't like the last thing you want to do is have someone come into a, like a fireball and it's just like chaos. Yeah. And and so we've done it. You know, you, you, you've done that really well. How would you now talk about has it transpired you know, since that early February you know, through to July? We're now sitting in uh, coming into October and so it's nearly six months down the track. How would you say the... The, the output and the, and your collaboration and and just your peace of mind generally now because you've done the hard yards again we invest all that time to get it right what's sort of the rewards that you're looking at now yeah it's been great um, it's definitely been successful without a doubt things are running smoother you know I've we've been able to delegate a lot of jobs Audrey's taking a lot of load off um, and I can concentrate on other things in the business you know I'm not being the scheduler I'm not sending all the invoices I'm not chasing payments. Just even the guys are finding it so much more smoother. All their jobs are getting booked. If they need to be changed, she's dealing with it. She's doing all, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's not I'm, you know, being reactive, so to speak. Definitely mm. being like proactive now. We're jumping on the front foot, and uh, it's it's definitely made a world of difference. It's given me confidence back and my life back as well, <laughs> so to speak. So, well, that's been the big thing we've been working on, right? And that's where we. With everyone out there, the whole thing about running a business is to actually generate a lifestyle of choice. Yeah. And it was pretty evident that your lifestyle was not balanced, right? It was not sustainable. It wasn't and of choice, that's for sure. It wasn't of choice. <laughs> so we really had to really factor in some key success habits there, right? Which is around, you know, trying to stop early, you know, trying to check out at four o'clock, trying to make sure in the morning you go do your, your training, okay, yep. or, or your exercise. And the great thing about it is having Audrey there as a support mechanism and also as a sounding board to help you make that happen. Agree? Where potentially, yeah, again, you'd always be called in after hours or, yeah, you'd never had that opportunity before, whereas now you can start factoring that those success habits and that balance into your life. Yeah, definitely. Like I can I can schedule myself out, you know, for a block if, I'm, if I need to put some time in somewhere and do something or go for a meeting or meet up with potential customers and clients. We can do that now. I don't have to worry about my phone going off my pocket, you know, mm. every five minutes. It's been great. Um, Audrey's really taken to it like a duck to water and um, she's definitely changed the, the business here. And and that comes back to her and, and, you know, credit to her for what she's done, mm. but also comes back to, you know, the prep work in the beginning as well. Mm. Because I want to just clarify there, and I know a lot of people out there, like, and I've seen a lot of businesses, they've got admin people, they've got a lot of admin people, but they're still reactive. They're still all over the place, right? They're still, you know, it's like they've got no no admin support there because of the lack of clarity and systems and process. And again, that, that lack of pre-work that was done. Again, there was no hiring slow. It's just like, I'm busy, get someone in. And what I say to everyone, take your time, even if you've got to wait six months before you get the right person and the right systems and processes in place, because otherwise yeah, you will still be that reactive and still be working hard 
whereas as opposed to where you're at right now, you've got that support. And again, you know that I'm I'm pretty straightforward when I say, you know, knock off at four o'clock. You do not need to be working up at four o'clock. Agree? Yeah. Free up the yeah. weekends, right? Get yeah. work family time on the weekends, agree? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I just out everyone out there, like it was a bit like trying to extract uh, <laughs> had to extract you out of there and because you just it's amazing how you can just get hardwired into these habits when you go, why am I doing this? It's so easy. Yeah. You don't understand and until you're in there and someone pulls you up and says, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, you should be doing this or, you know, Sunday should be with your family. You know, you need to go and do bath time, get home and do bath time with the kids, you know, mm. until someone actually tells you and makes you. And then you realize once you've had a taste of it, you realize, oh, wow, you know, this is what I've been doing for the last two years, just putting my mm. head down and, and, you know, there's sort of more to it than that. So you've got to make your business work for you. That's right. And definitely want to make that business, you know, serve you as a business owner. But again, credit to you in an early stage of your business, listening and making those hard changes at the time. And, you know, we had some quite firm discussions or assertive discussions, <laughs> as I like to say. Yeah. So non-negotiable, you're doing this, right? Get out of here. Yeah. Not helping anyone. I've got to work till nine o'clock at night. No, you don't. But it's a credit to you, mate, making these changes. And again, Coming back now to because you mentioned before about the confidence uh, that you've got and you know some of the stats that we've got in terms of rating yourself and because you've now got that support you know confidence in the future is now you know, nearly eight out of ten you know it's a big improvement from where it was and the big thing too which I want to sort of touch on because you've got that support you're able to then really work on the team so one of the things you rated highly now is team ownership so that's really you know, eight out of 10 as well. And, you know, you're talking about you're able to now get the team to really buy into the company culture. And how important is it to, again, having that support in the office, say with Audrey, who's been around a long time, been involved and seen a lot of business cultures, having her as an assistance uh, as well to support you and back you up to reaffirm, in our terminology, the way we do it here to the team. How, how important has that been in terms of building that team ownership? Yeah, it's been great. Um, so, like, obviously having her on board and, and like I said before, taking care of a, a lot of the admin admin roles has mean I've been able to concentrate more on, you know, we refined the way we do it here. We really got that up to scratch and then we rolled that out. You know, Audrey and I did that together and then we rolled it out to the team and they had their input and then sort of, yeah, we all put it together and we, we sort of had a, a group discussion and we, we pushed it out and now we all do it. We all, we all live and breathe it. We all get involved. We do our um, fortnightly meetings and we all refer back to it. Um, it's been great being able to really focus on that side of the business now, you know, focus on individual team training, um, onboarding uh, new tradesmen when they've come on, on board as well. Like I've been able to put a lot more focus into that, really push that apprentices, like when we've picked apprentices to start as well, we, mm. you know, we've been able to pick good candidates because there's been coming back to those processes and function roles that we've developed, which we started when we put Audrey on. And that comes back to leveraging the assets, right? It doesn't matter. You can keep using that for every new employee or new team member coming on board. Yeah. So uh, it really yeah, freed me up to put more time working on my business, uh, which then in turn reflected back in rewards from the team. They're really buying in and really mm. giving back. And we've just seen yeah a lot of growth and it's created a really good atmosphere you know, the guys will really get along and, and with Audrey as well. So, And again, where you were not long ago in that trading mindset on the hamster wheel, just spinning, 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 you would never have any time to be able to put back into the team, invest in the team and do this properly, right? No way, yeah. And that's in your, and it's great to see you reaping those rewards, right? And that's, and that's a key thing. It's not like, look, I need someone to just 
throw someone in and you expect them to work, what you're doing is you're really making sure that you're providing a supportive environment. And this is what I want everyone to really understand is that you've got an obligation. Anyone that comes and works with you, uh, they're obviously believing in you and they want to be supported. They want to be mentored. And ultimately, they want to be able to grow as an individual. Now, back in the day, especially when I was an apprentice back in the 80s, and you know, it was a bit like, you should be lucky you've got a job. You, know, you should be lucky you've got a job. Jonesy, don't say a word, just get in there and dig a hole, right? Whereas now, though, it's a, it's a totally different generation, which is great. And we've got an obligation as business owners to make sure that we are providing a supportive, nurturing environment. Now, I know that they're sort of words that are not normally applied to tradie businesses. Yeah, you know, It's just like, what do you mean, Jonesy, supportive and nurturing? Just get in there and dig. No, dude, right? And it's credit to you, mate. You understand the importance of supporting and nurturing and, and building that caring relate and, and understanding and knowing your employees because they will you know, believe and they will take ownership to help drive your business going forward. And more importantly, when you're not there, they will take ownership of the organisation now. That's right, yeah. And and they've started to do that as well. You know, um, They've really started getting involved and you know, making decisions that I don't need to know or you know necessarily you know have to make and they're just making it and and it's yeah they're positive decisions and you know i'm not getting phone calls from them all the time now as well you know it's feeding back through audrey and she's making the decisions based on the processes that we have in place and Mm. it's it's definitely uh working a lot smoother and on that too because audrey's focusing on scheduling 100 percent of the time she's doing it a lot better than you ever done before definitely better than me yeah so she's able and the great thing is you no, it's not happening here, or no, it's happening here, and yeah, uh, and she's and then again, the great thing with Audrey is that you know she's really building relationships with the team members, you know, getting to know the team members, understanding how they operate, uh, which is really great, which obviously makes it easier for her to schedule and also ask ask requests to the team. So all all in all, you know, it's a it's a great result in terms of building that team, uh, that team ownership and accountability. The other aspect too of now having that more time. To sort of sit back and work on the business is that is the client relationships. You know, and we talk a lot about our A class clients, and I think over time you've done a good job of weeding through some of the the real estate maintenance clients that you work for, and really profiling, I suppose, those A class clients. Just talk through about now that again, getting a better understanding of what the business needs going forward, especially around profitability, especially around the cost of working with unprofessional clients. You know, cost of working with clients who they'll tell you to go somewhere and it's not ready or they won't pay or, you know, they just, they don't communicate. How's that now, the confidence with you now actually saying no to clients, whereas before, you know, you felt you had to say yes to clients, but now saying no to clients and how does that, how has that affected both the business and also your life and, and mental capacity? I found that being able to focus on that and actually see now, you know, what clients were causing me the most problems uh, and just saying, look, thank you. We, you know, we can't really help you anymore has definitely worked out in a positive way um, mm. for us. So, you know, we're not constantly wasting time chasing money or getting incomplete jobs or, you know, just getting our time wasted here and there. We're really sort of having the confidence to say, no, you, you don't fit with our business. Um, thank you, but no thanks. It's, yeah, actually, we're doing better than, than we have before. So a lot of those people that you say no to that waste your time, you know, you find that your staff actually get frustrated with those jobs as well. Mm. And that's one thing that I never saw before you know, and having Audrey, Audrey will, you know, provide some feedback, oh, they're really frustrating or they're not organised or whatever. It actually, they get annoyed with it too because they feel they can't do their job properly. So actually being able to see that and realise that 
you know, has definitely created a more positive environment as well. So Yeah, and like you say, normally when you're busy just chasing your tail, you haven't got time to notice that. Yep. And your team probably think too, your your team members go, I won't say anything to Byron, I'll just keep turning up to this job even though they're a pain every time I go there. You know, that's that sort of thing, but they don't want to upset the apple cart because they think, oh, it's a job. And ultimately, they're in that trading mindset as well. They're not They're not understanding that, you know, we actually can say no to these jobs. Yeah, well, they turn around and say, oh, he's too busy. I don't want to bother him right now. Yeah. Um, but now they have, you know, they know that they can call whenever they need to. Mm. And if they will listen to their grievances and, and any issues that they have, and, you know, we all talk about it as a group. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Yeah, that's right. And I think, and it's great, like you mentioned too, it's great to have that support there from Audrey and that experience from Audrey when she can say, look, these guys are really, this client is really unprofessional. It's really making it hard for the team. Uh, so it's great that, again, like for the team members, that Audrey's a bit of a sounding board as well and that she can impart information as well to you. Yeah, well, she, one of the big things that she actually does is, you know, she follows up heavily on um, the outstandings. And, and that was one of the things, you know, coming back to being in that trading mindset is, you know, it's probably one of the first things that you forget about is actually following those things up because it's difficult, it takes time. So, you know, before she started, my outstanding invoices were huge. And mm. that was one of the things that she really got on top of for me. And then sort of we would have our meetings and and she would, you know, keep letting me know like these people are over, these people are over, these people are over, you know, these ones are really over. Let's sort it out. <laughs> Let's jump on them. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the actually really big impacts that she had was cash flow as well. So um, being able to sort of have someone watch that, you know, because you, you can't do everything. Have someone watch that f- for the business has definitely been great as well. So Yeah, look, and I think that's one of the things that really tightened up big time, which as you alluded to, yeah, struggle getting all the invoices out, then struggling to get the, the payables out, you know, chasing the aged debtors, which then obviously resulted in lack of cash in the bank. And when you're in that trading mindset and all you're doing is focused on work, so going from one job to the other to the next, the next, the next, they're the little things that fall down. And what we've got to be great at as a business too and as a brand as well, we, we've got to be on song, like bang, we invoice straight away. We follow up payments straight away if they're overdue. And that also sends a message to our clients and everyone out there that these guys are onto it. Again, it doesn't matter about the size. It's like these guys are onto it. They won't let anything slip. And in business today, we can't let anything slip. Things are too tight. And we need to nail it. And that's the great thing uh, that you've really you know, built in into the business now is that rigor, right? And we talk about, remember, we talk about some of the success habits, you know, part of our methodology, we're big on the success habits, which is making sure, and everyone listeners, you've got to be making sure that you spend some quality time sitting down with your admin people or your management team on, on a weekly basis to go through all the key areas. But what do you, what are some of the those success habits that you meet with? With Audrey on a weekly basis or fortnightly basis, what are the key things you go through? Yeah, so probably uh, at least once a week, we'll have a bit of a chat. Um, she'll go through, you know, some questions that she has. You know, she's still learning how to write up the invoices. Um, obviously, we do maintenance work, so you know, they're not the same, the same job every time. Uh, so you know, she's she's learning and picking that up great. Um, and then we go through outstandings, and every two weeks, she'll send out what's owed, what needs to be paid, and then yeah, that's sort of a great. Uh, success habit that we have that we always do so it's definitely made a change in that in the business here you know we're not i'm not as stressed worrying about oh, i've got huge outstandings you know which in as a tradie when you start you know just working on the tools all the time you start thinking oh it's just the next job just gonna do the next job just do the next job but if you're not getting paid for that job there's no point doing the next job 
You know what I mean? Correct. And also, too, if you're not getting paid, you know, you're not putting in the zero of your accounting software, you don't know if you're actually making, forget about getting paid. You don't know if you're making money. Yeah. But the money, how much am I, how much does it actually cost me to do the job? Yeah. So it's a, it's a knock on effect all the way through. Yeah. And then also, our clients started realizing when Audrey jumped on board, you know, and started following this up that, oh, well, you know, these guys, you know, are professional. And then moving forward, getting new clients. You know, this is just the way we do it, and this is what how we do it. This is what we expect. So we give this level of service, and we expect that back. Um, mm. So it really sets a precedent for um, the type of people that you want to work for, and 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 how they need to treat you if you do the same back. Well, I think that was one thing that again that was a struggle for you for a period of time, especially before Audrey was getting out there as a success habit, getting out there and meeting your key clients and, and reaffirming, reintroducing the brand and really talking about the way we do it here. And I think what we always talk about, which is you know what you're doing well and what you alluded to then is that 100%, we are the experts at solving your customer's problem. This is the value we deliver, but in return, we expect this. Yep. Yeah. The key thing that a lot of business owners don't do, again, is that they don't set expectations with their clients. And what you're doing now is a very clear expectation is this is the way we do it here. We're going to deliver value to you, but this is what we expect in return, non-negotiable. How's that, having that clarity for you, how confident can you be in some of those client discussions now where you can be very much on the front foot with articulating your expectations? Yeah, it's really good. Like uh, I can sit there and be confident with you know some of my clients and say, no, I'm not doing that. We get all the time they hit you up with, you know, oh, the owner doesn't have much money. Can they go on a payment plan, pay out of their rent funds? You know, sometimes we'll do it, but if it's a if it's a large amount, we'll say no. You know, mm. sorry, we can't do that. It is not how we work. You know, our guys get paid, our materials get paid. We put an invoice in. I'm sorry, but that needs to be paid. And that's one thing about choosing your A class clients is, mm. you know, the ones that you're doing work for are the ones that will say, yep, no, we respect that. You got business to run. <laughs> And that's a big word, right? They respect they respect you. And we want to do business with people who respect us. Yeah. And understand that, yeah, you got mouths to feed, you got bills to pay, just like their business as well. So again, like that's where now you've really consolidated your your A-class clients and also the type of work you do as well. And, and really starting to focus on the core now. Definitely. Yeah. We would I remember at the start we were just, you know, doing everything, doing commercial, real estate maintenance, you know, bit of new homes domestic renos, stormwater, all sorts of things. And yeah, it just, you can't be everywhere all the time and do everything. So now we're just really focusing on on one area of work uh, and just being the experts. And now, like, again, the outcome of that, and just from a, a numbers perspective, everyone, just to get an understanding, the great thing in a short, short period of time, around that two and a half, three years, the revenue now has increased, especially year on year, by 40%. So even though you're starting to say no, even though you're starting to reduce the number of clients, even the work type, the revenue has gone up 40% and it's now you know, pushed through the, the seven-figure barrier. So it's a, it's a million-dollar business, which is fantastic. Again, it's the, the, the turnover is related to A-class clients. So it's not about anyone. It's about making sure that we're agreeing and saying yes to the A-class clients. So seven-figure organization, which is great. Now, the key thing that we always talk about is our operating profit. And the number one thing, as you know, it's our go-to. It's all about revenues irrelevant. It's all about the profitability. And the key thing with, with how you're operating, and this is testament to the processes that you put in place, testament to the support that you put in place. We've grown the operating profit 
by 165%, which is massive. Cool. So revenue has gone up 40%, which is great, but our operating profit has gone up 165%. So our operating profit margin bottom line is, is skyrocketed, all because you're now slowing down, all because you're actually working less, working more on the business. Your attention to details far greater. You know, you're spending more time on the team, which is more productive. You're spending more time with the clients, so we're getting better quality clients, and you're spending more time on the processes. So the likes of Audrey can just get in there and work. They don't need to call you. Good team members, they don't want to be micromanaged. They don't want to have to call Byron, 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 Byron. You don't want the call, and they don't want yeah. to freaking call you. Agree? Yeah, spot on. So it's about... And again, well done on, on on really slowing down and investing and taking the time uh, in terms of building that sustainable business. And again, I'll, I'll say it again, credit to you from you know, young in your you know, early journey as a business owner to really get into this early on, uh, but it's testament with the results of where you are now and the platform that you've built. You know, you're really ready to, to, to scale up going forward and really build that business that can serve your lifestyle, uh, serve your lifestyle given that you got... Baby number two, not far away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's out now. <laughs> Ready to go. Was yeah, that a secret, yeah. was it? Oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, oh. pretty poorly kept secret, but yeah. Pretty yep. poorly kept secret. Sorry, that, there yeah. you go. There's a spoiler, everyone. <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, but it, look, once you have one child anyway, your life's yeah. pretty much changed for the better yeah. anyway. So it's uh, – but, mate, yeah, and no, I look, really appreciate you being on the, on the podcast today and really – for everyone listening out there, really big takeaways to build that business and around hiring slow, you know, making sure we define the role and clear expectations. And ultimately, as a business owner, you don't have to work all the time. Yeah, you know, it's all about what well, we talk about, correct borrowance, about less is more, where less hours, but put more quality into each hour. How's that mentality now for you ultimately? Yeah, spot on. Um, definitely more focused. You know, I know I've got set days and hours that are that I have to work now or you know need to work and you know if you're doing you know six you know I start at 6 30 and you know I want to be finished by four that's it you know they're the hours I've got you need to get it done just no messing around just get in there you know do what we need to do and then we all get to go home definitely cutting back on weekends has been a huge saver for my obviously mental state and and personal life you know you just you know like you've said to me heaps of time sharpen the saw so that's a big thing. So yeah, really doing that has has definitely shown in my business um, sort of where it's at now and moving forward, how it's going to grow. Um, yeah, those those success habits putting in place has, has definitely um, given me the tools to do that. Well, it's obviously you look at the the results, right? And so the factor on the scoreboard by slowing down, less is more. Again, making sure you're time blocking as we talk about that. Those key time blocks, the results are there. Yep. And, and and that's credit to you, mate, being disciplined. Just as a last takeaway, which you pretty much just mentioned then, but for anyone coming through as a business owner, what would be the one takeaway that you'd recommend anyone to to do on, on their journey, especially those that are just sort of starting out? You need a coach, 100%. Yeah, you definitely need a coach or a sounding board um, to guide you. Just from, from my journey, like I've progressed so much faster and quicker to a point where I didn't think that I would be starting my business, you know, two and a half years ago. So just to know that you don't have to do it on your own and there's other people that have been in the same position that you're in right now, um, there's no point reinventing the wheel. Just get some help and and you'll go a long way for you. Definitely. 
yeah, you definitely need that mentor or support because as a business owner, it can be lonely yep. and you can really guess. And as we say, success leaves clues. You don't have to go it alone. There's a proven path there. Uh, but again, you, you still got to be committed to implement it. And the great thing about from your perspective, you know, you listened and you implemented it uh, to a T and the results are there for everyone to see, which is great. Definitely. You've got to be ready to do it. Don't just do it for the sake of it. That's why I said, you know, to my friends in business as well, you have to be willing to actually do it or don't even start. But it's great having help. It's great having someone to guide you. No, it's good. And it's been a great journey so far. It's been great to be part of it from our perspective and, and looking forward to the, the next chapter, mate. Yeah, can't wait. All right, Brian, good stuff, mate. Thanks for jumping on board today. No worries. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. You're here to change your life. Because there's too much on the line, you're sacrificing shit like now and your family need to benefit. You've got to make learning a passion for yourself. The clicker for me, come and realise that, hey, I've got to get better at business.